Hi, I'm Ewan Mockery, Master Trainer of NLP. This podcast is about mind-body connection. As I talked about in my previous podcast about the conscious and the unconscious mind, NLP doesn't give a particular view about what consciousness is. Rather than offering a coherent philosophical view on the nature of consciousness, NLP tends to look more at what are some people capable of doing and then asking, is that something that we can all do too? Today, science doesn't offer a comprehensive analysis of mind-body connection, and you certainly don't need to believe in mind-body connection to utilise the processes of NLP. You can even have a scaled idea about this concept. What I mean by that is you can believe that nothing to do with your body is caused by your thinking, or that everything that happens to you physically is caused by something in your thinking, or you can think that things are somewhere in between. All I want to do here is to present one or two ideas for you to have a think about. The placebo effect is where I would start thinking about mind-body connection. The placebo effect is the idea that a doctor can give a patient pills or creams or an inhaler with no active ingredient and nevertheless the patient gets better. There are even cases where fake chest surgery has been used to similar effect. This is where people had their chests opened up but other than that, no real surgery was done on them. Yet some of them still reported the same benefits as the people who had had their chest opened up and had real surgery done to them. Now the mechanism of the placebo effect isn't fully understood. There are studies which support the idea of placebo and some that don't. Recorded placebo effects can range from between 10 and 90% of people depending on the medical condition. Placebo seems to be stronger with pain control and with depression, but low to non-existent with infections. If the pill is bigger, the effect is stronger. Also, the placebo effect is stronger where the doctors and the patients think a new wonder drug is being tested. And if the trial isn't blind, which means the doctors and the patients know who gets the placebo and who gets the trial drug, then the placebo effect is much reduced. One of the most famous examples of this placebo effect is the case of Mr. Wright, reported by Bruno Klopfer, and also described by Michael Tolbert in his book Holographic Universe. Mr. Wright had advanced cancer of the lymph nodes. His neck, armpits, chest, abdomen and groin were filled with tumours the size of oranges. But Mr. Wright did not want to die. He'd heard of a new and exciting cancer drug called crabiacin, The doctors hadn't given it to Mr. Wright because the drug was supposed to be for patients with a longer life expectancy than Mr. Wright had. But Mr. Wright insisted that the doctors give him the drug, which one Friday they did. In fact, the doctors believed at that point that Mr. Wright wouldn't actually survive the weekend. To his doctor's surprise, when he returned to the hospital on Monday, he found Mr. Wright was out of bed and walking about. The doctor reported that his tumours had melted like snowballs on a hot stove. And within 10 days, Mr. Wright had left hospital and was apparently cancer-free. He remained well for two months, but then articles began to appear that suggested that crabiacin was useless in the treatment of cancer of the lymph nodes. Mr. Wright, who was very logical and scientifically minded, suffered a relapse and was readmitted to hospital. The doctor decided to try an experiment. Maybe not entirely ethical by today's standards, but he told Mr. Wright there had been a problem with the batch of crabiacin that he'd been given the first time, but that the doctor had some new, improved crabiacin. 
The doctor then proceeded to go through an elaborate process of pre-preparing the new drug and injecting it into Mr. Wright. Of course, there was no new drug, nor had there really been a problem with the previous batch of chromiosin. What the doctor had actually injected into Mr. Wright was simply water. Again, Mr. Wright's recovery was immediate and dramatic, and he remained symptom-free for another two months. But then the American Medical Association announced that after a nationwide study of chrobiosin, the drug had been found to be worthless in the treatment of cancer. This time, Mr. Wright's faith in the wonder drug chrobiosin had been shattered. His cancer returned, and shortly afterwards he died. A very tragic case, but one that graphically illustrates the power of the placebo effect. In his book The Biology of Belief, Bruce Lipton recounts a story about the 19th century German physician Robert Koch, who along with Pasteur founded germ theory. Germ theory is widely accepted today. It states that bacteria and viruses cause diseases. One of Koch's contemporary critics was so convinced that germ theory was wrong that he drank a glass of water containing the bacteria that causes cholera. Yet, he was completely unaffected by it and never developed cholera. An article about the incident published in the magazine Science in 2000 stated that for unexplained reasons, he remained symptom-free, but nevertheless incorrect about his assertion that germ theory was wrong. Hypnosis is one mechanism that allows people to tap into deeper healing potentials of the unconscious. It's possible to place a normal coin on someone's hand who's in a hypnotic trance and tell them that the coin is very hot, even though it isn't. This can then cause the skin to blister, which, again, with suggestion alone, the blistering can then be healed, as it were. Also, doctors using hypnosis have recorded significant improvements in 85% of patients treated for irritable bowel syndrome. Pain control can be achieved and even surgery can be performed with the aid of hypnotic trance. That there is a mind-body connection seems to me to be the case. What the actual mechanism of it seems less clear. I certainly don't know what it is, though I do doubt that it simply involves thinking happy thoughts. There seems to be a much deeper unconscious conviction about what one believes to be true about the connection of mind and body that determines what one experiences about the connection of mind and body. All I would say is be open to the idea that there's a degree of mind-body connection and at the same time fit it into your existing model of reality in a way that works for you. The world is changing. Acquire the thinking needed for the world of tomorrow today. I'm Ewan Mockery. Thanks for listening.